Yeah, hello, welcome to my fourth episode of the BTCHAP podcast. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about how can you obtain Bitcoins, how can you buy Bitcoins and how can you store them safely. And I also want to cover some very important and best practices. You imagine you don't have Bitcoins, you don't know how to store Bitcoins, you are completely new to the concept of Bitcoin, but you're interested, then this is the episode for you. First, at the beginning, at the very beginning, you made up your mind that you want to buy those um, Bitcoins because it's the hardest money known to man. So it is like, yeah, it can provide you with a significant amount of financial freedom. But in order to benefit completely or in order to benefit from that new uh, money, you need to be a, to find a way how to store those coins safely. Before even thinking about buying them, this is the first concern. How can you store those coins safely? The best way at the moment that I see would be hardware wallets. There are three major hardware wallet manufacturers that are worth taking into consideration. And those are the Ledger Nano S or the Ledger, the Ledger um, providing the Ledger Nano S and the Ledger Nano X. The Ledger Nano X being the larger version with a Bluetooth connectivity and the battery. And you can also use it for your Android wallet, for instance. And you have the Ledger Nano S that is a smaller version with a smaller display, uh, has some advantages. It's cheaper, has also some disadvantages. Um, you have to scroll a little bit to see all the addresses, but both are very easy to use and super, super simple. The disadvantage about the Ledger is that those um, hardware wallets can also be used for shitcoins to store shitcoins. And in the past, the, this was a vulnerability for those wallets because if you were using certain infested um, shitcoin wallet, wallets, you were able to, or somebody was, was able to withdraw your bitcoins. That's something you want to avoid. So my recommendation, if you are using the Ledger or also the Trezor, because the Trezor also has uh, supplies, supports shitcoins, you would not want to install any shitcoin wallets on those, those hardware wallets. And then there is the third hardware wallet manufacturer that is called the cold card wallet. The cold card wallet works in conjunction with Wasabi wallet, which is a, with Wasabi wallet, which is a program that you install on your laptop or your computer or with uh, Electrum, which is also a wallet software, but you will not be able to run the cold card standalone. So you will always need either Wasabi wallet or Electrum or another wallet software on your laptop. This has some certain advantages because you are free to choose which software you want to use. Every software have diff has dis different advantages and disadvantages. The Wasabi wallet, for instance, enables you to run um, coin joins, which increase the level of privacy when you're coin joining your Bitcoins, then you are increasing the anonymity set of your Bitcoins. Um, and Electrum, you can even connect to your own Bitcoin node. So that's also something to keep in mind, but that's probably already going too much into detail. So if you are trying to get, or if you want to use the best hardware wallet out there, my recommendation would be the cold card wallet. I'm a big fan of the cold card wallet. It has a lot of features that are very sophisticated, probably better than the Ledger and the Trezor, but you also have to be a little bit more tech savvy in order to use it. 
but there are a ton of tutorials out there, so you will find the resources you need in order to get it running. Always make sure you are double checking the URLs where you download wallet software like Electromono Wasabi, because there are also fraudulent pages around that will then try to steal or compromise your wallet. So really make sure that you um, access the original source, the original software, otherwise you will probably be running into some troubles. The same goes also for the hardware. If you're buying the hardware, you never buy from a third party, you only buy directly from the original manufacturer. That would be the home pages, the web pages of the respective manufacturer, which is uh, Ledger, Trezor and CoinKite. In case of the cold card wallet, I will share the links in the show notes. But obviously, it's always important to verify. So don't trust the links I, sh I share. Always make sure that you check three, four sources. Probably also check Twitter, the, the, the official accounts of those uh, hardware wallet manufacturers in order to be sure that you got the real deal. As soon as you set up your hardware wallet, it is time to buy your first Satoshis. And that's also an interesting thing to do. You have different jurisdictions. We have different jurisdictions, Europe, Asia, and the United States. And for every jurisdiction, there is some, yeah, there are different, different exchanges available. In Europe at the moment, I would recommend Relay um, because they are supposedly non-KYC and Bitstamp is a KYC exchange which is has really low fees. Relay having 3% fees when you purchase your Bitcoins. Bitstamp's only 0.15%, which is signific significantly less. However, of course, Relay at least claims to be non-KYC, whereas Bitstamp is a KYC exchange. For everyone who has no idea what KYC means, KYC means know your customer. And it is important not to or to try to avoid KYC exchanges because KYC exchanges um, know who you are and can link your Bitcoins or your funds to your identity. And that's always something tricky or something you would in general try to avoid because recently there have been a lot of exchange hacks and you don't want to expose your ID to some hackers. If they store your IDs, your addresses, bank addresses, private addresses on their servers, it is the most easy thing to break into the servers, hack those servers, and then extract the IDs and the balances of your Bitcoin holdings and link them to your personal IDs and to your addresses where you're located. And that's a dangerous thing. So always try to avoid KYC exchanges. If you're based in the United States, you uh, Bitcoin Twitter accounts, Shield um, the Cash App seems to be a good option. I never tried it, but I think this is really one option that is worth considering and is super easy. But of course, Cash App has comparably high fees also, and it is a KYC way of buying your Bitcoins. And then we have probably the best way of buying your Bitcoins in the United States, and that would be Swan Bitcoin, which I'm also going to share a link in the show notes. Swan Bitcoin enables you, for instance, also to set up some, some savings plan, and that enables you to do some dollar cost averaging when you're buying Bitcoins. 
meaning that you buy for a certain amount of dollars every week or every month and that helps you to level out this crazy price fluctuations that you will encounter when you're investing in Bitcoin. And the two best options I haven't even been mentioning yet, and that would be HODL, HODL and the BISC network. Both of the, um, both are basically the best ways to obtain Bitcoins without KYC at all. So this is the best best practice in order to be to anonymously purchase Bitcoins. A very cool way and definitely worth having a look at. If you're a total beginner, that might be an intimidating process because both are not as easy to use as, for instance, the Cash App or Relay or Bitstamp, but it is probably worth considering or taking um, things into your own hand and getting your hands and getting yourself immersed into non-KYC exchanges because you will have a decent um, privacy benefit if you're using those. In the show notes, I will link all those different exchanges with a short description so you will be able to um, yeah, investigate further. And there is also the option that I mentioned briefly already, and that is local Bitcoins, meaning that you can buy Bitcoins from somebody who already owns some Bitcoins, and you will even probably be able to buy them in person. Of course, buying Bitcoin in person has some other um, disadvantages. So make sure if you're buying from local Bitcoins that you meet the other person that sells you the Bitcoins in a public place, um, somewhere where you will not run into troubles if the guy that sells you the Bitcoin is trying to yeah, do some shady stuff. Uh, a short disclaimer, this is not investment advice. You have to be very aware of the fact that uh, Bitcoin exchanges can be hacked, that your computer is potentially um, compromised and that Bitcoin has crazy price swings. So my advice, invest only money that you can afford to lose, particularly in the beginning when you're not very tech savvy. You should start everything out with small amounts, get to know your hardware wallet, get you know get to know your hardware, get to know your software, read books about Bitcoin. There is a ton of good books that I'm going to cover in the next episode. And uh, as soon as you're getting more familiar to the whole topic, then I would recommend you to take larger amounts into consideration. But before you don't understand it, it is really important. Start slow, start with small amounts and get yourself to fully understand the concept and also what, what it means to buy KYC Bitcoins, what it means to be no, buy no KYC Bitcoins, probably also get to self um, into coin joining in order to increase the privacy of your coins, all those things. Um, but the Bitcoin rabbit hole is very deep. So there's a ton of things you have to learn when you're, or that you can learn when you're getting into Bitcoin the first time. And that's why I'm trying to cover here, like to guide you through the very basics. Of course, I'm here to help you. Therefore, whenever you have questions, just shoot me a quick question via Twitter. My handle is at BTCHAP or BTCHAP. You can ping me whenever you want. And since I'm not sponsored by anybody, since I'm not sponsored by anybody, you can be sure that I'm giving you a neutral perspective or that I'm trying to give you a neutral perspective 
on the different platforms and on the different wallets. Of course, one can never know everything about Bitcoin, but I think I know a few things. I'm around since like five years, so I saw a lot of things already. And at the moment, the things that I can recommend you are, again, for the exchanges, Cash App, Swan Bitcoin, HODL HODL, BISC Network, probably Bitstamp if you can afford the KYC process and the Cash App in the United States, which is very popular. And when it comes to hardware wallets, my recommendations would be the cold card if you are Bitcoin only and you want to have the best solution or the Ledger Nano S or the Trezor if you want to have something that is very user friendly. Yeah, I think that would be it for the time being. I will, as I said already later, probably cover a bit more about Bitcoin literature, like books, book recommendations and whatnot. If you have any questions about the topic, then just ping me a quick question via Twitter or Mastodon. I will summarize all that also in the show notes so you can look it up and read and find also the links to the respective sites. Okay, that's about it. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Take care, stack sats and stay humble. <laughs> and remember one thing, when you're working in a 9 to 5 job, you're basically bartering your lifetime for money. Make sure that it's the hardest money known to mankind. And thank me later.